Hi everybody and welcome to the Junction Church Podcast. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. If you would like to find out any more information about us, then please visit our website at www.thejunctionchurch.com. Thank you for listening. This morning we're going to go through, actually we've got one big word, but I'm going to use lots of big words, all right, if that's okay, Uh, and hopefully we'll explain them as we go. Um, so, um, but uh, l- this time last year, we were coming up to the general election, uh, and uh, it doesn't, it feels like it was like five years ago, doesn't it? <laughs> How much has happened in a whole year? But it was exactly a year ago, and uh, I remember there was a, a headline in The Independent, um, which ran like this, it was a, it was a newspaper headlines are famous um, for grabbing your attention and, and just kind of getting a hold of your, the, your emotional psyche. And this is how it went. It said, fears of a disenfranchised generation after almost a million people disappear from the electoral roll. And uh, that was the headline of The Independent. And it was genius because it resonates with the heart of humanity, the sense, the feeling that somehow I have been disenfranchised or disempowered, disconnected. Somehow I am not involved in the important decision-making process. I didn't get an invite to the party. I don't have a seat at the table of my own life even. Somehow life is passing me by and I am not involved in the important decisions that are going on. And so the, the independent had had created this headline which which suggested that a lot of students weren't being able to make a vote because of the way the um, the way the voting process changed and the way um, people could register to vote changed last year and so it it resonates with this sense that somehow this sense of victimization we we all have a, a sense of victimization uh, you can see that the number of tv programs that just uh, the reality tv programs that just come up on this this uh, that rise up on this whole um, the feeling that we're all being hard done by by someone uh, and, and we're powerless to do anything about it. And, and we've got to stand up and fight for our rights. And, and, and that, sense of, um, that sense of being disenfranchised. And, and it says in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17, it says this. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself and not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were, in plead, uh, God were pleading through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Now this morning, I, I'm not speaking on reconciliation as the word. The word actually I'm speaking on is atonement. But reconciliation is the New Testament word of atonement. And atonement uh, is an Old Testament word um, that we think we know, but... Um, we probably don't. 
It's, it's one of those words that if I said to you, uh, we're going to speak on atonement, you'd be going, oh, that, mm, very spiritual atonement. The Lord, I have been atoned. Wow. Mm. What does it mean? I have no idea. <laughs> but if I said to you, we have been reconciled with God, that's kind of, we understand reconciliation. That's the word we use today. It's, it's used to be reconciled with someone. James and I would have a fight. Brian might step in and say, boys, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to, we need to. We should have a punch up one day, shouldn't we? Just for fun. See what it's like. And uh, so, <laughs> one of the, I always think that, that men should punch each other every so often. And uh, they just should, apart from Chaz, of course, because that hurts. And uh, so, uh, <laughs> uh, but, but men like to fight. We do, don't we? We like to wrestle and fight and get someone in the headlock and until it bleeds. <laughs> and, uh, um, but so we understand reconciliation. We understand that to be reconciled is to be brought back together. And atonement is one of those words um, that comes uh, from the Old Testament and it literally means this, at one meant. It's three words brought together, at one. And at one is to be made at one. All right, to be brought together. And to be at one with someone is a very beautiful statement, isn't it? It's a sort of, I'm at one. I'm at one with the world. <laughs> it's a very sort of peaceful, I hug trees. And uh, I'm at one. <laughs> Margaret hugs, tre- hugs trees as well. She likes to. Actually, hugging trees isn't that bad. You should try it. I know it sounds weird, right? All right. I'm not expecting spirits to come into you. It's just, if there's a big tree, it's got to be big. You just, just put your arms around it and go, wow. <laughs> you should try it one day. Anyway, moving on. Before people start phoning the, you know, the straitjackets. And uh, so, <laughs> the <laughs> to be at one is a sense in which we feel that I'm at peace. I'm settled. But if you add the word meant on the end, M-E-N-T, that's a, that cr- turns this statement at one into an action word. I meant to do it. I meant, this is something, I know that's M-E-A-N-T, but that's, it comes from the same meaning. It's, it turns, it's an action word. So being made one is now something that's happening in my life. This is, a, this is not a sense of rest or a sense of peace, but this is a sense of action. God has created something in my life that is happening now. So atonement is an action word. It's a word which is happening, not a word which happened. Alright? It's a happening word. And it comes from Leviticus, which is that really hard-to-read book in the Old Testament. It's, it's the book that kills off most people's intention of reading the Bible in a year. You get to Leviticus, you get to chapter 3, and you slowly die a miserable death. Of, oh, and you give up. And then and, and, and you try, and, well, let's, let's just skip Leviticus. And it's, it's an agonizing book to get through. And if you're lucky, you'll get through to Chronicles and then you really give up. And then, so it's like, and so there's this sense of which um, atonement. And let me, um, let me read to you Leviticus 23, because I want you to understand 
where atonement came from. And it comes from the day of atonement. In Leviticus 23, 27, it says, Also, the tenth day of this seventh month shall be the day of atonement. It shall be a holy convocation for you. Turn to someone and say, how holy is your convocation? (laughs) A convocation is basically a crowd. We've got some big words in this. If if I had a better Bible translation, it would say crowd. (laughs) The holy crowd. But we've got the, I'm reading from the New King James, and it's a convocation. (laughs) It's a crowd of people, all right? It shall be a holy crowd, a people gathered together. You shall afflict your souls and an an offer and offer an offering made by fire to the Lord. And you shall do no work on that day. It is the day of atonement to make atonement for you before the Lord, your God. And so the day of atonement is in the Jewish calendar, the most important day of the year. It is the biggest day. It is the Sabbath of Sabbath. It is the most holy day. It is the day when the high priest would enter in to the Holy of Holies. He would only go in one day a year. It is this day, the Day of Atonement. So we understand that atonement in the Old Testament has a really, really important, if not the most important message to speak to us because it's the only day in when the priest can meet with the presence of God in the Holy of Holies. And so the Day of Atonement, and what used to the process of the Day of Atonement, and I'm going to give it to you in, in basic, simple steps, would go like this. Aaron the priest would go and he would cleanse himself. He would be cleansed, his clothes would be cleansed, everything. And he would be washed and prepared. They would take a bull, they would sacrifice the bull and kill the bull um, for Aaron and his family, and they, so that he was clean as a priest to minister on behalf of the people. Then they would take two goats. They, apparently they would be called, they were Syrian goats. Apparently they're very noble creatures. It's a goat, right? I mean, I've never heard the word noble and goat, but <laughs> apparently they exist. And so they would take these two goats um, and they would take the first goat and they would sacrifice this goat um, on behalf of the sins of the people. And they would bring this goat um, and they would um, the, the, the blood of the goat would be brought with the priest and would be sprinkled on the Ark of the Covenant as a, uh, as a sacrifice for the sins of the people, while the people are in a place of brokenness in mourning and of repentance so that they may be joined with God. But then the second goat, and the second goat sighs a sigh of relief because instead of being sacrificed, they would lay hands on this goat Uh, And they would transfer the guilt, the sin of the people, and the guilt of the people would go on the goat, and then they would lead the goat um, into the wilderness to be released. Whereupon it was probably ripped apart by wild beasts. (laughs) Because it hadn't been brought up in the wild. has no idea what to do. But it figured for just a moment it was free. (laughs) And, and here is, so you had this, this was the process of the Day of Atonement. The day when the sins of the people were removed. The thing which caused the divide between man and God 
was set, caused us to be separated from our Father, caused us to be, have no relationship with Him. There was, a, there was a day in the Jewish calendar when God would say, today I'm creating an action where you can join back together with me, that I can live with you. There can be this sense in which you can be redeemed and set free, that we can be together as one, at one moment, at one meant, at one. We are now at one. Does that make sense? To you, that is the day of atonement, and so. But in the New Testament, we understand that this is an action word that is not just the start of our life. We don't just get born again and made one with God. This is our whole life, and so we have to understand that atonement is our whole life. And if we go back to two Corinthians, um, chapter. Where we started from, we read that there are three basic um, uh, characters in this verse. There's God, there's Christ, and there's man. Now, this morning's message, um, well, I thought it would be quite quick, but I reckon I'm going to waste time. So, I I need some volunteers, right? Boaz um, and Jamie, Uh, I need you up on the stage. So we're going to do a practical demonstration of what this means. So there is God, there's Christ, and man. So I'm going to take Jamie because he looks like a sinner. And, uh, um, and we're going to take Boaz because he's my son, therefore he must be Jesus. <laughs> Don't worry, you have to pay the highest price. So... Right. Now, it says, um, it says, um, then God, that's me, said, I'm going to send my son Christ to be the sacrifice. All right? So, the son Jesus (laughs) gives himself a sacrifice. He is actually the scapegoat, bar like a goat. Now, so... (laughs) He becomes the scapegoat. He becomes the goat that takes away the sin. Now it says in Psalms 103, For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. This is a direct translation of the scapegoat. The reason for the scapegoat is is a demonstration of the removal of man's sin from us. As far as the east is from the west. So, So Christ became the scapegoat to remove the sin. And when you remove as far as the east is from the west, there's no joining of east and west. So as far as when Christ took away the sin of the world, he took it away from man that there was no connection to all of his wrongdoing. All of those terrible things that he has done. All of the sin, all of the sin that we have committed, every thing that we've done, failed, and miserable existence of humanity is removed in Christ as far as the east is from the west. I'm not sure where my east and west is, but uh, that's east, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was facing the wrong way. So as far as the east is from the west, so is our sin 
from us. It has been removed from us. And so Jesus becomes that point of relationship with us. It says now, in, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away. Um, all things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. So, G- Christ has reconciled Jamie to me. He has reconciled, right? No tickling Jesus. That's not in. The, it's not in the Bible. Right. That is that God was in Christ when Jesus. God was in reconciling the world to Himself. Right. So when Jesus came upon the earth, He came to reconcile the world not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now, here's the thing. He's committed to us the word of reconciliation. That's like saying um, to that when a, a law is passed in Parliament, it is committed to the police to make sure that that law takes place. Right? So the word of reconciliation isn't, I've committed you to a word. It, it's a word beer. No, it's not, it's like, you know, it's not, you know, it's, it doesn't mean anything. Well, it might, but you can repent of that. So, he committed a word, but this is a legal defining moment. He committed a word of reconciliation, a word of atonement. He committed a word of reconciliation. A law has been passed that man has the access and ability to be reconciled with God, right? Then the Bible says, now then. Everyone say, now then. then. When you say, now then, what you're saying is, that was then and this is now. That was then and this is now. Now then, you're, you're changing the definition of what has happened We are ambassadors for Christ through God. We are pleading who are, sorry, now then we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us. See, what has happened here is that when God came, he didn't just come to atone me, he came to give me atonement. Now, to atone me is to make me one. To to give me atonement is to give me the action, the ministry of being made one. And being made one is an action of authority, of of breakthrough. It 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 is the stamp of God. Now, what's happening is this. God made man. Through Jesus Christ, the seal of God's government was placed on man. He has become an ambassador. This is, this is a holy jacket given by a holy convocation. So the seal of God's government rests on man because he is now an ambassador. You are an ambassador in Christ. You carry the one, the moment, the atonement of God rests on you. 
So you are now reconciling. You are now bringing man. Your presence brings the authority of reconciliation of being made one with people around you. That is why your presence in the world changes the spiritual atmosphere. That is why people go, what's different about you? Why? Because in the world there is only anger and there is hatred. In the world there is, there is no forgiveness. The world doesn't understand that when you've committed a wrong, you can be forgiven of it. There is a, a time when it's no longer relevant. It's not important because they don't have the revelation of atonement. They don't have the revelation that you can be made one with God. It's not even just a principle of understanding forgiveness. Forgiveness is saying, oh, I no longer hold you guilty. But atonement isn't just forgiveness. Atonement is about an empowerment of living a whole new life. See, if Jamie here were to steal my car, because he, you know, and uh, if he were to steal my car uh, and I were to forgive him, I would get my car back but he'd still have no car, right? He, he needs a car, he steals my car, I forgive him, I get my car back, he's, still, he's forgiven, but he's still... He's still he, he, but when Christ forgives, he goes, listen, you stole my car, but listen, I'm taking the car, actually I'm going to give you a better one. That's atonement. Atonement is saying, not only do I forgive you for stealing... I am now giving you something better. You carry the seal of government. You are now an ambassador of Jesus Christ. Amen? So I just want to finish with this. In John chapter 14 and verse 19 to 20, it says this, A little while longer and the world will see me no more. This is Jesus speaking. A little while longer, the world will see me no more, but you will see me. Alright, so you will see Christ. Because I live, you will live also. At that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you are in me. This is atonement speaking. This is the ministry of atonement. I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. So those who love God are the ones who seek to do what God has commanded to do. Alright? And he who loves me will be loved by my Father. I love you. (laughs) And I will love him... And manifest myself in him. Now, here we go. I will manifest myself in him. So, the authority... Get your hands out your pockets. Don't be lazy. (laughs) So, the manifestation, the Bible says that I will manifest myself, that God will manifest himself through the man who loves him. 
So we speak about the manifestation of the Holy Spirit as some weird, mystical, oh, the prophetic. (laughs) And man shall have four arms. It is the most natural thing in the world to bring the revelation of God because when you love Him and obey Him, God reveals Himself by His power through you. He is bringing His atonement to the world through you because He is man, is bringing the manifestation of God. When you bring the love of God, you bring the manifestation of God. You bring the manifestation of Jesus Christ flowing through your life. And when, so when we understand atonement, give my jacket back. When we bring, (laughs) you're no longer an ambassador. uh, (laughs) Okay, give him a round of applause. So the most important thing that we come back to, as I finish, back to 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17. They finish with this, we're ambassadors for Christ, we're going to manifest God, we're going to bring the love of God, we're bringing the, the power, the action of being made one with God. And so this simple, incredibly awesome plea comes right at the end. Of 2 Corinthians 5 verse 20, it says, We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. In other words, if there is any trouble in your life, work out your atonement with Him. Be reconciled back with Him. Make sure there is a one moment with Him. Make sure you're in the place of His love, of His word, and that there is no division of heart that you repent. How do you get back with Him? Well, you cleanse yourself of the things of this world. And we're all affected by the things of this world, the things you see on television, the things that you hear on the radio, the things that people say to you that are around you, the, 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 the comments that flow around your life. We cleanse ourselves from those things because they have an impact on our faith. They, they divide us from God. They separate us from God. And so we cleanse ourselves and we say, God, I repent of those things and I thank you that you gave your life. Because we don't have to sacrifice anything because Jesus is that sacrifice. I thank you that my sin is removed away from me, that you became that offering, that I may enter into the Holy of Holies. I now have access, free access, when Christ died upon the cross and the veil was torn in two. I can enter into that holy place and be one with God. Be reconciled with God. Why? Because when I'm reconciled with Him, I can manifest His prophetic power. I can see that the, the, I can bring the words of God. I can minister supernatural healing power. I can bring whatever God wants to bring through the ministry that is my relationship with Him. I am reconciled to God. I have atonement. The day of atonement is today. Amen? Amen. Let's stand up, shall we? Thanks for listening. If you 
you have any questions or you'd like to find out contact information or service times, then don't forget to visit our website www.thejunctionchurch.com. God bless.